Today on Ovias and Gilio, Gilio is back. We'll find out how many FanDuel accounts he created for himself, his family, and others on his way up to New Jersey and on his way back from New Jersey. It's a big week in soccer here in the area, and I'll explain why college realignment, major college realignment, is dead. In the meantime, really appreciate everybody who has rated us five stars on their favorite podcast platforms. If you haven't yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you did. It absolutely helps us out. Leaving comments is even better. So shout out to everybody who has left a comment on Apple, Spotify, etc. If you're watching us on YouTube, by all means, hit the likes. If you haven't followed us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Trying to get to 4,000 subscribers here before the start of the football season. Again, all these things help in what we're trying to do. And the biggest thing that you can do, by all means, visit our sponsors. A lot of you have. We've been seeing the social media on it. We absolutely love it. Continue to do it. OG. 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 It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillian. By doing something new, I mean doing something old, but we're bringing it back, so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast. Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh, Empire Properties, alongside Joe Gillio. I'm Joe Ovius. You're back. I am. You... I'm back in North Carolina. I kind of feel like... Like I'm, I'm itchy for some reason. Oh boy, like I what? sat at home. What? And I looked at the uh, NBA summer league scoreboard yesterday uh-huh. when I got home, and I uh-huh. was like, "Ah, something missing. I'm cold. <laughs> I've, got, <laughs> I've got shivers." <laughs> and then I started sweating. I, I don't know what it was though. I, I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Could it be that you spent the entire trip on Fanduel? No, 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 it can't be that. It can't be that. All right. So, at what point did you? All right. So, when you road trip, are you the driver or is Jessica yes. the driver? Yes, I drive. Okay, I'm in the same boat. I yes. I do the majority of the driving. However, when you hit Virginia, did you tell Jessica, "Hey," um, or did you tell James, "Hey, can you drive? I'm going to be in the passenger seat because um, I'm now in, I'm now in the land of the gambling." And I can start making picks right I'm, now on the drive. All right. So I'm slightly embarrassed. No, I drove the whole time. You drove the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Because, well, here's the reason. If James drives, which he's a perfectly capable driver. Sure. My wife basically won't let him speed. Oh, forget it. Okay. So now forget like, it. you can't make any time without. I'm, no. And when I say speed, I don't mean like 85, but I mean like 80 mm-hmm. uh, in a 70. Mm-hmm. Right. So she won't let him do that. So you're stuck at 70. Right. So I'm like, no, 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 we're not doing that. No. And then love my wife, obviously, but (laughs) Jessica's a wonderful person. She is a very conservative driver herself. Oh, okay. She also has this very bad habit of passing on the right, which drives me insane. So you'd have to like give me, that's not very conservative. You'd have to knock me out in the back seat, which has been done before. Yeah. Okay. Jackson has his permit. Our niece, Jana, has, has a, a license as well. But again, Jackson's not going to be allowed to speed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. All, all for perfectly normal parental reasons, even before their own accident, right? So not even post-accident. It's like, oh, you better be. Mm-hmm. She's got that Life 360 app on their phone. And that thing will go crazy if they go over 70. So I drive, which is fine. Sure. The traffic up was stupid, ridiculous. I don't know how the people in the DC and Virginia area do it. I, my friend, our friend Patrick Stevens, 
in Baltimore. I don't know how they do it. Just I, means I, more I, time to listen to podcasts while you're stuck in it traffic. It absolutely is because the traffic up there was just stupid. Yeah. Okay. But I, I'm slightly embarrassed because I said to Jessica, I said, I, I think maybe on the way back, we'll stop in Danville. You know, they have the new mm-hmm. casino there, the sports book there. Which is basically like a trailer park. Right yeah, now, it's right? a trailer park. It's, like, it's in a parking lot. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, maybe that's what we'll do because I'll place some bets for the British Open next week. Mm-hmm. If you're unfamiliar with my gambling journey, Golf Joe <laughs> is pretty good. It's a journey now? <laughs> it's a journey. Uh, okay. <laughs> Go- Golf Joe's pretty good. All right. All right. The other gambling parts of Joe, not good. All right. Not good at all. Okay. Like, not good at all. So we, there's a battle that goes on within. Mm-hmm. But then I get to so far. The traffic actually started. The DC traffic, the the Richmond DC traffic, mm-hmm. started in North Carolina. I've been making this drive for 30 years. It's the first time I've seen the tra- on a Saturday that I've seen really? the traffic, and there was no construction, there was no accidents. Oh. It was all volume. Because okay? when I went up to Richmond, because I had to go up through Richmond before. Um, getting on to Charlottesville up until Shenandoah Valley. We didn't deal with any traffic post Richmond. That's so much traffic. Okay. Interesting. I actually texted G4, mm-hmm. the group, the, yep. the Garner golf game, the group. And I said, no stupid question. I said, I don't actually have to go to Danville. Do I, I can just do this on my phone. Yeah. And they were like, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do any shopping. I didn't look around. I just, I knew FanDuel trusted FanDuel. Yeah. They're available. Hello, Fandle. Soon. <laughs> Future sponsorship. Come on, Fandle. Let's go. This all could be yours. <laughs> Put it on my shirt. <laughs> Put it on my glasses. Look at our I, empire. I'll, I'll get a tattoo if you want. <laughs> my voice is cracking over here. <laughs> Hi. Love you, mean it. <laughs> so I download Fandle, and then they had a $200 bonus for... First sign-up. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. It's customer acquisition. Right, yeah. right, right. So I, I, unlike you, I've never had a FanDuel account because mm. I was like, I'm not. The the daily fantasy to me is like, there's well, a little bit of remember, like a masturbatory so, exercise with that. So I'm like, totally, I ain't doing totally that. with you on that. But again, quick context here. So when daily fantasy blew up, yes, both FanDuel and DraftKings came into the market. The great advertising wars of, now, of 12 or whatever that was. Because we're free of corporate structure i can kind of give away the game and this actually helps inform how things are going to be once this starts going live as a company both both radio places that i worked at always sold on exclusivity yeah and to a certain extent we're doing the same thing here on the podcast so if you're an interested advertiser looking at you and you want to email us at the og goes digital at gmail gmail.com the whole thing is exclusivity um, you are the person that we are going to talk about. And ideally, as, as we have with our advertisers, these are all people that we have relationships with and we use. But we'll, we'll get to the butcher's market in a second. Regardless, so we always sold exclusivity until DraftKings and FanDuel. One came first, and I was doing FanDuel first, all right? But then because DraftKings is like, yeah, yeah, you don't understand. We don't care that you already are advertising FanDuel. Right. We still want to give you our money so make it work. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they did. So gold started doing DraftKings. And we just had to make sure that the ads were like separate enough in the show. 
So you did like one each hour. Right. So that's how much money they have. That's what they're willing to spend. And that's why they're willing to give you 200 bucks yeah. free just to get going. So I signed up. Yeah. And I to place a golf bet on Denny McCarthy. Mm-hmm. This is for the Scottish Open? No. Or for the British yes. Open? No. This was John Open. Deere. Oh, this, oh, this was oh. John Deere. This was the first Saturday. Okay. So I got decent odds. He was the favorite, but I did get decent odds on him thinking he was going to win. Danny McCarthy is from Virginia, played at Virginia. He's a good uh, par 70. He's a good ball striker, unbelievable ball striker. He's had a good year. He's never won on the PGA Tour before. So John Deere is one of those events where not not all the big boys show up. Mm -hmm. So it's a chance for someone like McCarthy to pick up their first PGA Tour win. So I, I put money on McCarthy. And then... But I didn't put it all on McCarthy because I was like, you know. <laughs> so then that's where the $200 bonus comes in. So now uh, when I tell you that I was betting on WNBA totals, I was betting on WNBA totals. Are you okay? <laughs> Did you make money off the totals? See, again, oh, no. the live line is very dangerous. You don't know. Any, <laughs> I was going to say, what do you know about the WNBA? Nothing. Right. It's purely based on. How many points were scored in the previous quarter? I like to bet on the quarters yeah, as well. That. Right. Um, so uh, if a team's getting crushed, I usually take the underdog on the live line in the mm-hmm. quarter, um, which can be good, can be bad. I bet on the UFC. <laughs> I bet on um, <laughs> tennis, lots of tennis. Did you bet on this guy who just beat Jokovic? I did. I had an Alcaraz. So I had an Alcaraz future. I actually had two. Alcaraz futures tickets three plus three sixty plus three ninety. Mm-hmm. So I ended up for the whole trip. I had an Alcaraz ticket on my account. So on your account. on my account because then when I got that to, means you had multiple accounts because then when I got to New Jersey, I we stopped. We saw Aunt Aileen. And then when I got to New Jersey, I, I said to my wife, I said, "Let me see your phone." Actually, I said to James first. So I said, "Let me see your phone." And he was like, "What are you going to do?" I was like, "Well," and I sent them because. There was the buddy bonus. Hold on. Like when you sign up. So did you sign up your whole family? I was going to, but you have to be 21. I thought it was 18. No, it's 21. 21. So I signed the boss's account. So in her account, uh-huh. I had Rory McElroy to win the Scottish. So she, her account's got money. And plus she got the bonus and all those other things. Okay. Then I got a bonus for signing her up. Uh-huh. Right. Because it's, it's a pyramid scam. So, <laughs> long story short, after betting on a, a menagerie of events, I ended up winning the Alcaraz tickets. She had a, a McElroy ticket. So now the big question is, I think it's an hour from my house to the Virginia border. It is, yeah. So, and I, and she has a Hovland ticket oh, now so on her account. So you can't cash out while you're here. Cannot. You can't even open it up. Oh, because it does not tell you. It, you it does not tell you what. Active okay. bets you have. The gotcha. only thing I could do on my FanDuel account would be some sort of fantasy. I mean, you can, if I could sign up for some sort of fantasy, you, thing. Can, you can set up a VPN. To, well, I was going to talk to you about that potentially. Into yeah, you could set up a VPN. Maybe not on admitting that on the air right now. But oh, whatever. Here's the thing. <laughs> it's an hour. So yeah. now the big that's my big conundrum now. So she has a Hovland ticket for the the British Open, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. I, I do believe Victor Hovland is going to win the British Open. Okay, but. The, the rest of that money is just kind of burning a hole in my pocket right now. So I'm like, what, what can I do <laughs> with it? 
Because I had I had our guy Grayson Murray to win the Barbasol Championship too. I'm worried about he was you. So man. close. I'm worried so, about you when it finally goes live in this state. Yeah, yeah. How many are you going to start going like getting track phones, fake emails? No, because I had to give them. You have to use your social security number. Oh, okay. They identify you. That's how they identify you. Well, like I'm the sure phone can, is one dude, way of identifying. I mean, you, if you really get desperate, you can go on the dark web and buy some security, social security numbers. I mean, it's still real money. Yeah. But you, to your point, you can goose that $200 bonus. MGM had a bunch of them too. Like when I was in New Jersey, I was like, man, I should have really shopped this stuff around. <laughs> you were so desperate in Virginia. You're like, I need to do it right now. One of them had like a $2,000 bonus. And I was like, whoa. Okay. But it might have been a match. It might have been like one of those if you bet. Did you drive through D.C.? Oh, yeah. So you you didn't go to the MGM right there on the river? No. Because that thing looks palatial. Somebody somebody was like, somebody said something about Danville. One of our listeners was saying that Danville, he was disappointed when he went to Danville that it wasn't like, oh, you go to the counter, like you're in Vegas, the whole thing. No, he just meant like the actual process. Oh, yeah. That it was basically, and I think people are going to have to square this when, when it gets here in January. Yeah. It's a kiosk. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not like these, you know, romantic notions no. of the Rat Pack and uh, no, it, Sammy and Frank are going to be in the background playing and, and escorting you there with your ticket. So, it really is just going to be digital, which is what got me back to the phone going, okay, I don't need to go to Danville. I can just you don't. be in the state of Virginia. You don't. You don't. And that's obviously geared towards the younger audience that yes. they're trying to monetize. That's who they're trying to bring in to Just this. like all of us. Just like everything else. Yeah. Everybody's chasing that Gen Z and the next gen coming up. But Gen Z being the biggest one when they start, you know, when they're 18 and those who are approaching 18. I can tell my FanDuel account does not know me, though. Yeah. Because the very first thing is like, here's a popular single game parlay. Yeah, that's like, you're not going to do that. Listen, that's not you. That's for the youths. Yeah, it is for the youths. <laughs> We're going to lose our money on WNBA totals like a proper generation. But to, to your point, the last point we'll make on the gambling part here is, uh, you know, PNC Arena is still going through this song and dance about their renovation, their upcoming renovation. And I know the News and Observer recently had an update on one of these meetings. I guess they have another meeting that's scheduled for August. They're really trying to, to figure out, all right, who's the designer? Who are we going right. to use? What are we going to prioritize? Right. And how much money is it going to cost? And where are we taking that money from? But the, the main priority is completely redoing. And we'll talk to Philip Isley at some point here soon. As we get closer to that date, he's the chair of the Centennial Authority. And he's the one kind of driving to get everybody on the same page. Yes. So as he's a good dude, he's talked to us in the past and we're overdue for an update. But the biggest thing that they're trying to do at PNC Arena is to change the entrance. They want yeah. like a, a what was described as a grand entrance. And the reason why they want that grand entrance is to create a sports lounge. I think I saw the number of 4,000 square feet lounge uh, along with a terrace view, a second floor bar that looks over the big yeah. terrace, looks over Carter Finley Stadium. They want you hanging out on your phone making bets. That's what they want. That's the new era of the lounge. And we talked to Tom Dundon about this and how he doesn't want to half-ass this thing. Mm -mm. So it might be you see something where it really is a kiosk or a phone for this first initial run. Yeah. But he really wants to set that thing up and do it the right way, which probably means the start of the 24-25 season. Housekeeping. 
So Jillio is back. We're whole again. We're going to be at ACC kickoff in a week. That is next week in Charlotte. I'm very excited about this. Three days of ACC kickoff extravaganza. That's a lot. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. You got a place to stay, by the way? I do. Okay. Because we're doing this completely Shout out to on, Jamie We're doing this completely on the cheap. Shout out to Nada because I'll be crashing at his house. Maybe I'll bring Nada some Butcher's Market. I went to, butcher, went to Butcher's Market. Uh, was it? Yes. No, Saturday. I went to Butcher's Market Saturday. Went to the home base. They're off of Falls in the Noose and Millbrook. I got the steak and cheese. I got the signature steak tips to take home and grill. I'll probably put those on my grill Tuesday. My new favorite, which is the charred jalapeno and garlic chicken. Chicken. Yeah, I Dude. told you that jalapeno. It's not hot. It's not it hot. It just has a nice flavor. Yes, and it's perfect for fajitas. Absolutely perfect for mm. fajitas. Uh, so I highly recommend that. And got some mac and cheese. They even have prepared foods. Like we got these uh, meatballs, uh, these chicken meatballs that we're going to make subs out of. So it's all really, really good. But I finally had the steak and cheese again. I hadn't had it in a while. And, oh, man, it hits. It hits so good. The next thing we need to do is have the French fries, apparently. Everyone says the French fries. Well, they are... had the chili cheese fries on a special, but I had the fries with the steak and cheese. And they put the seasoning on mm-hmm. the fries. Absolutely delicious. Absolutely Nothing delicious. I enjoy more than when people tweet at us discovering. <laughs> no, seriously. No, it means that. a lot. It really does mean that. a lot. So I appreciate all, all the people who have gone and discovered the steak and cheese. Look, we're not going to lie to you. On this program. Okay. <laughs> These are all things we go and do. Butcher's Market, Raleigh, Cary, Holly Springs. Check them out. It's thebutchersmarkets.com. Also, shout out to Breeze Through. It is open week, British open week. Uh, our guy Adam is very excited about this. And early morning golf means what, Joe? It's time to pour that coffee early. What do they got? Look at this. This is a deal right here. Mm-hmm. This is the lifetime free refills. Okay. This is a legit tumbler, first of all. Cold drinks. Soda fountain, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Coffee. Okay. Get the dark roast. Really good stuff. 20 bucks. This is 20 bucks. But very soon, we're going to be giving these away because all we're this. working on right now is getting the logo on our logo on the back. Mm-hmm. Once we have that, Adam has secured for us five tumblers to give away. How are we going to give those away, Joe? We're bringing back the mixtape. Yes, we are. Bring it back to mixtape. I already have uh, four songs in the can in a very special way. This week, we'll be getting another round of songs in the can. Uh, you're like, well, how's this going to work? I'm like, look, there are some copyright issues that we have to work through. Yeah. Because uh, while I think we've unlocked certain things on YouTube where I can use licensed music, not necessarily the case for podcast. This is called the mechanical license, kids. Regardless, uh, we found a way around it. And we're going to bring back the mixtape. And you want to bring listeners on. I do. You are convinced. It's the only way we, to do it. You are convinced we can get listeners. Yeah. All right. We, we got people going to the butcher's market and tweeting All us. Right. We can get somebody to come on All right. to win one of these. Are you kidding? All right. We'll make it happen. Because not only is it's not going to be decorative, it's useful. It is absolutely <laughs> useful. Absolutely useful. Move on. You've heard the term wine and cheese in relation <laughs> yes. to North Carolina, right? Yeah, of course. I feel like you and I being of a certain age, when you hear wine and cheese, it's the same thing of like, oh, they've said moo you for NC State. Sure. Like, so an NC State fan will say something about wine and cheese in the crowd at the Smith Center. Carolina fan in turn will say something about moo you farmers, blah, 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 blah. And you get in this endless cycle of tired smack talk. You'd think by now we would evolve. We would evolve. But apparently not. Apparently wine and cheese has staying power. And I am low-key impressed by the fact that the next generation coming up has stuck with this. You're probably wondering what the heck is going on here. So there was a, I'm going to have to, actually, I'm going to have to go ahead and find it. 
on uh, on my on my social media feed here in a second so I can bring you the video. But the point here is that the wine and cheese knock that has been making the rounds for a long time made an appearance this week when Providence Day, a UNC commit Jordan Ship like announced, right, I'm going to UNC. His teammate, Brody Barnhart, who's going to NC State, was at this announcement or at this function that was taking place. So, and if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see this, uh, you'll see this pull up here in a second. So they're in the gym, they're all excited. And then here comes Brody with the, um, with a package. And this is from Deanna King at NC preps. This yeah. is where this video shows up. And here's the, Ain't no- <laughs> something handy for Jordan. Why is that USC? Hey. So Brody's holding up the Wolfpack sign while his teammates holding up the wine and cheese. As uh, our guy, Doc, you'll fire pointed out on Twitter. The only thing that would have made that better if it was Duplin wine, uh, some sort of, you know, pink Moscato while he's holding up with the wine and cheese. Are you, are you like low key impressed? As tired as that joke can be, are you low key impressed that there's another generation coming up? Oh, yeah, that's bringing back. I'm, in, I'm impressed. We haven't lost our minds that high schoolers were touching alcohol. There's, that's progress in the state of North Carolina. That is Not true. that I've looked through the, the comments on Dina's uh, post, but yeah. I'm sure there's probably. I can't believe these high school kids. Stop. <laughs> it's unopened. Uh, <laughs> it's a prop. That's it's number unopened. one. Yeah. Number two. No, this is what the triangle is about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like. Because someone was like, well, what should, I think it was Mark Armstrong was like, well, what should, you know, Jordan get Brody? And I'm mm-hmm. like, an empty box. Because you're not going to win a ring in NC State. <laughs> like, you got to be a little bit more creative than cows and moos. And- a, pair, a pair of overalls. That's fine, that, too. That would be fine. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, the overalls are back. The whole point of us being here in these in these Herb Sendek day-type compartments mm-hmm. is the needle. Yeah, That's what this is all about, man. Mm-hmm. So... Yes, love that this next generation has that, and uh, looking forward to both of them, and hopefully we'll see them play in in the ACC at their respective schools. So, you're probably wondering where where the heck did Blanche's come from? It's the gift that keeps on giving from yes. Florida State basketball player, longtime pro, now coach in the NBA. The alien Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell. So this was back in 1991. Florida State had just joined the ACC as a full time member. And it was, I believe it was Florida State's first trip to Chapel Hill. Yeah. And uh, Sam Cassell. comeback. Yeah. Yeah. So Sam Cassell, you know, it was after the game. Andrew Carter of the News and Observer did a retrospective on the 25th anniversary of the quote, or supposedly when the quote was said. And apparently the only person that ended up getting the quote, I mean, there's no audio of it anywhere, uh, was the old columnist for the News and Observer. Was it, uh, was it Mickey McCarthy, I believe? The, yeah. Mickey McCarthy was the columnist at the time. It's like the name escaped me there for a second. So supposedly he was the only one who got that quote or he was the one that raised an eyebrow when the quote was said, while everybody else was kind of moving on to the same thing. It gets put in the paper and then it takes on a life of its own. And when I first moved here in 1995 and I was hearing the whole wine and cheese thing, it was heavy, heavy use of wine and cheese crowd. And I just never really knew the origin of it, but it made sense, I guess. And the whole reason why Sam Cassell said it was because the Smith Center is a longstanding issue at the Smith Center for basketball games. I was going to say it changed, though. It has changed a little bit where all the alum were at the bottom in the bottom bowl right there on the court. And alumni are a little older, richer, not making a lot of noise, whereas the students were all in the second section in the upper deck 
making all the noise. So that's where wine and cheese was made. And Sam Cassell said, yeah, I, I don't want to play at Cameron. That's terrible. Like that, that's a rowdy place. This place, eh, I'm good with it. So of course there was a snowstorm in the Matt Doherty, the brief Matt Doherty tenure. Never forget. Which the Smith Center, they let the students sit in the end zone next to the Carolina, behind the Carolina bench, near the Carolina bench. Mm-hmm. And that ever since then, they've moved the students, a portion of the students to the floor, to that section. Mm-hmm. And I do think it has improved the crowd at the Smith Center. I will say that the Duke Carolina game I covered in 18 is the loudest building I've ever been in. That includes all hockey games. All hockey games? That includes all hockey games I've ever covered. Yeah, the reason why I kind of sat there and looked at you for a second, I'm like, are you being for real right no, now? No, I am. I could okay. not hear. I was... At that point, where they moved the media up, mm-hmm. I couldn't hear Luke next to me. Oh, I was wow. sitting next to Luke. I couldn't even hear what he was trying to tell me next to me. It was so loud in there, and mm-hmm. it was all organic noise. Sure. It was, and that's the that's my problem with hockey, with the arena specifically, oh, the PNC arena. You, the, the, the audio gets jacked. There's... They... You know me. Mm-hmm. You know I got that old man thing going. Mm-hmm. I sat in what was it, three oh six, and I came back and I told you, do you know what the best part of this whole experience was? And I'm like, not the extra room. I was above the speakers, so I was like, this is glorious. Mm-hmm. So to me, and, and that, that's not to say I've never been in NC State when it's loud. It's not to say I'm just telling you in that building that day in eighteen, that's the loudest. That's the loudest arena I've ever been in, and with crowd noise, and the place was going berserk. It's a long-standing. It's a long-standing knock on the Smith Center, and it's the way that it's built with the big giant yeah. uh, air dome. It's basically just a canvas top when all the noise just escapes through um, through the top of that. And for a while there, it became such a knock that there was a mini scandal where the radio broadcast was actually piping in right. fake crowd noise. And of course, NC State fans never let that go. Right, never let that go. Which then gets me to a central question. So I was doing a Google search last night, trying to see if I could find the audio of Sam Cassell saying. Originally, cheese sure. and wine. Cheese and wine. He said cheese said, and yeah. wine first. It eventually became wine and cheese. So I'm looking for this. And I got back a hit, 1991 FSU at UNC. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe this is it. Actually, no. It's an eBay listing for something that was ultimately sold. I don't even know where, if I can pull it up here real quick. So yes, it sold for $9.99. It's a game-used ticket stub from 1991 when Sam, and it's listed as this on eBay, 1991 <laughs> FSU at UNC basketball game ticket, Sam Cassell wine and cheese. So whoever put it up on eBay clearly knew that there was a state fan out there. <laughs> there, had to be, there had to be like, there's gotta be a sucker out here that would absolutely use this for a conversation starter with his state friends so that they have like, Hey, Hey, look what I have. This is when the thing was born. Thanks well, to Sam. Cassell. Only 10 bucks. I'm slightly surprised. Oh, it's total that. steal. Yeah. Total steal. Total steal on this. It's no longer available. Apparently, it was sold back on April 28th of this year <laughs> for, for 10 bucks. We would have bought that. <laughs> yeah, I would actually put it on my uh, on my bulletin board back here. Speaking of rivalries, uh, NC State-Carolina rivalry is its own thing. Uh, but it looks like we're going to continue getting our Eric Holla-Carolina Hurricanes rivalry for the foreseeable future. I'm pretty sure that Holla... Yeah, I hate that he re-signed with the Devils because I was looking forward to knowing who the Canes were going to eliminate from the playoffs next well, year. Well, it'll continue to be the Devils, will it not? Yeah, it has to be. I mean, that's not that's not necessarily a bad thing. So there was an image making the rounds yesterday where Eric Holla was on the golf course with somebody. I don't know who the teammate is. And he tags Eric Holla. And shout out to uh, Kane Stats on Twitter who had yanked this image. And if you look at, uh, and he's got this bracelet on. Eric Holla's got this bracelet on. But if you zoom and enhance... 
like I will do here on uh, on the Twitter machines, you will see that the bracelet apparently says Canes suck. Joe, do you think that's real? I do not. I do not think it's real either. But that has not stopped people from going online <laughs> and dunking on Eric Kala, including our friend Kane Stats Brand, by pointing out, ah, yes, when you're one in 14 in the building since you've been shipped off. So it's funny. A lot of people have been going on about rent-free, rent-free, rent-free from Eric Kala to the Carolina Hurricanes. I almost feel like there's a little bit of the inverse here where there are Canes fans who clearly direct their ire towards Hala and look for reasons to not like him, including in the playoffs. Now, yeah, it was Nashville the first year he was yes. gone, then Boston. Yes. And then this year, New Jersey. Yeah. It's kind of remarkable. If it you is remarkable. Think about it. It is remarkable in the grand scheme of things. It really is. There's like a Buffalo Bills <laughs> vibe to that. <laughs> the funny thing is, you know, it wasn't a good fit. That's the best thing you'll hear about Eric Kahlo and the Carolina Hurricanes and, the, and this whole Rod Brindamore culture rebrand of the Carolina Hurricanes. Hala has been viewed as the one guy who didn't get it, quote unquote. And he's a pest and he's the focal point during the playoffs or when they play in the regular season. It's whatever. The details as to why he's not this fit for the Carolina Hurricanes, it depends on who you ask. But most people go, it just, it was bad. Mm. It wasn't good. It didn't, didn't vibe with the room. Okay, cool. Move on. We've moved on. Much like I think some We're Kane, moving on. Much like some Canes fans are gonna have to move on with some of the rumors that have been making around the last couple of weeks, right? I was at a junior Canes. Oh, uh-oh. Oh, I'm saying, this is good or bad. No, I mean it's I would say it's more of like if it hasn't happened by now, it might not just happen. Okay. So and there's multiple reasons as to why things may or may not have happened. So I, I was like at a junior Canes event yesterday uh for Jacob, and their conversation about the Canes offseason came up, right? And we've seen how many permutations of the Tony D'Angelo back to the Canes. First, it was they were going to flip him from the Philadelphia Flyers for, you know, they're going to retain his salary. They're going to get him for a steal again. Um, And then that went away. I mean, Adam kept talking about it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Next thing you know, I see that the the Philadelphia Flyers have bought out Tony D'Angelo. They did. Unconditional waivers bought him out. Wow. Walk away. All right. No, you know, it's just done. So I'm like, oh, okay. well, I guess if the Canes wanted to pick him up for another million dollars, so be it. He's there. Tony D'Angelo at this point would be a luxury for the Carolina Mm -hmm. Hurricanes. You would absolutely appreciate his offensive prowess on the power play, which is something that the Canes are lacking. But he's not necessary for what the Carolina Hurricanes the first time around. No, they needed him to replace Doggy Hamilton. Bingo. Bingo. All right. So I don't I find the odd obsession with Tony D'Angelo mostly an online creation where people are still trying to hash out whether it was a good or bad decision for the Carolina hurricanes to bring on Tony D'Angelo and whether or not lightning can strike twice. You and I talked about this ad nauseum that season. It absolutely paid off. Whatever you think of Tony D'Angelo is immaterial to the point. It paid off. Listen, we are not on the same end of the political spectrum as Tony D'Angelo. No, that doesn't mean you can't appreciate what he did when he's here. Cause he didn't say a word. No, when he was here. No, no. I, I said like he didn't pop off once. He wasn't like, oh, these hicks or whatever. Yeah. Whatever else he might have said. I don't know. When I was on vacation, uh, I know that the Rod Brindamore Hall of Fame discussion came up again, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. And at this point, I'm very much the only reason. At this point, you can make the argument that Rod Brindamore belongs in the Hall of Fame because he's the only coach in NHL history to get any productivity out of a guy who multiple organizations have gone, hey, buddy, thanks, <laughs> but 
out you go. He's been bought out by two teams. That's like an NHL Not record. Not just any two teams. Yeah, the Rangers, Rangers and the Phillies. And the Flyers, <laughs> right? Two towns that should be able to deal with a guy like Tony D'Angelo. Where he's from, he went home. by the way. <laughs> he went home to Philly. And yet, these organizations have said, thanks, but no thanks. So really, Rod Brindamore should be in the Hall of Fame because he's the only guy who's ever gotten any productivity out of Tony D'Angelo. And they might be able to do it again, which gets us to the other points of obsession this offseason in uh, Vladimir Tarasenko who they did not acquire at the trade deadline. The Rangers ended up getting him. And now he's looking for, he's looking to secure the bag. And there was a change in agents Mm -hmm. representation, which would tell you that if there was something going on with the Carolina hurricanes, he was taking a bargain deal. He did not like that. And now they're trying to go back to the market and get a better deal. Now I was talking to Luke to about this the other day, and he makes a very excellent point. If it's about money, well, then you don't want Tarasenko at this point. You don't want him at this point because you would probably want Tarasenko when he's looking for that next contract after the trade deadline rather than somebody who has secured the bag. So he'd be a luxury at this point too, which then also gets us to the Eric Carlson rumors. Brent Burns' old teammate with the Sharks, et cetera. Again, I feel like that's also a bit of a luxury, but I also think it's related to Brett Pesci's contract. Yes. Most importantly. And then I think speaking of new agents, speaking of new agents, and actually, I think the, the most underreported story that, or the, the the deal that actually makes it's more important than all these other ancillary things that are going on right now. Where's the Sebastian Ajo deal? All right. When the season ended and we talked to Rod Brindamore and we talked to Tom Dundon, Tom Dundon specifically, or when we talked to Don Waddell, the president and general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, when the last time we talked to him was when gambling went ahead and, and, and passed through the, the state house and got signed into law. What have they all said? It's going to get done. It's July 17th. <laughs> yeah, but July 17th is what, what, where are we at? relatively early in the actual off-season calendar, especially for something like this. I suspect this is not something you'll see announced until near opening night. All right. That would be my guess. I feel like if it's if it's if it's an important thing for you and it's a you have to understand what's your cap situation going to be right because that's the other thing that has to get knocked out if you have moves pending well then you need to make the aho deal happen now that's why the jordan stall deal was important when they made that announcement under 35 different though because jordan was an unrestricted free agent totally get that yeah i totally get this that this is a guy you have control over mm-hmm. because of the contract mm-hmm. this is a guy you had a contentious negotiation with last time. Now, First Tom, around. Tom says that's not going to be an issue. Maybe. Maybe. Sebastian's camp has other thoughts. It doesn't mean that contentious just means you want to get your absolute peak value. That That is where Sebastian Ajo is. At, that's the point he is at in his career. Mm-hmm. This is not a bargain deal. This is not, you know, this is a, a building block of your franchise that you now need to step up and take care of and you're going to have to pay him more. And the, the premise of getting the deal done this year is that you can get a better deal than you would if he hits the open market. But you have to understand that. Yeah. I just feel like all the moves that everybody's kind of obsessing over right now online, let's get the Aho deal done first. That way you have a better idea of what your cap situation is going to look like going forward. I also think the Brett Pesci negotiations also factor into what's going on here. Yeah, I don't love Brett Pesci's chances of being on the Carolina Hurricanes. I'm with you on start that. Of the year. I'm with you on that. I think that's where Orlov's deal came in. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that as well. Next topic, please. 
Big shouts to Oak City Sports Cards, downtown Raleigh. Are we going to Oak City this week to pick up some cards for yes, the kickoff? I, I have been communicating with Weston on the break, Excited making sure we can get some football cards. I even said, like, hey, man, if you have some 87 tops wax packs laying around somewhere, baseball, I said, I think the coaches of our generation would, would get a pretty good kick out of those. The old, the, the old wood paneling background the, right. the rated rookie not rated rookie but uh superstar rookies and well it didn't have i thought the no, top all-star rookie. rookie cup yes the it cup. had the cup that's yeah. the th- that's the one i'm thinking about yes. i remember the, the 87 Donners was rated rookie so yeah yeah the, but 87 yes. did have the all the, the tops rookie team yeah, that's the one yes so uh there, there's different cards there's some different options that's just for us having fun but if for real you want to get the best value for your cards go check out weston for real uh, off of Glenwood Avenue, they're such a great, they have such a great spot downtown. Mm-hmm. You can get all kinds of cards, you name it. But if you have, you want the best value for your cards that you have in your possession, bring them to Weston. He'll help you get them graded. He'll get you the best value for those cards. OakCityCards.com. Also, shout out to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority. We are in the grossest part of the summer right now, which means mosquitoes are probably at their most active. But you can keep that at bay thanks to Mosquito Authority. I know it's been working in my yard. We talked about grilling out, those types of things. It's possible this time of the year, thanks to Mosquito Authority. Uh, and also, as it gets hot, you got little varmints trying to get in your house because that's where the air conditioner is going, like ants, yeah, roaches, man. all that stuff. That's where Pest Authority comes into the play. The ants are taking over my house, just taking over. <laughs> First thing I did when I came back, gave yeah. Hayes Lancaster, Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority a call. You can do the same thing. Give them a shout or check them out at No Mosquito. Uh, NC, that's on the Twitters, and BugsBite.com. It's a big week for soccer, Joe. It is. I feel like we need intern Cal to explain to us what... Intern Cal will be here on Thursday okay. to explain some uh, some soccer things. We're also... Because we care about Wrexham because of Ryan Reynolds, or yes. like they, they, they're like the modern real-life equivalent of... Richmond FC or something like yeah, that. That's essentially what it is. Okay. And we're going to talk to Bubba Cunningham. We're scheduled to talk to a, uh, Ace 2 UNC AD and NCAA basketball committee chair Ooh, Bubba Cunningham fancy. later this week. Does NC State Thursday or Thursday? Does NC State and Carolina run the entirety of basketball and football now between Boo Corrigan yes. and Bubba? Yes. Who knew that the center of the college world runs through the triangle, right? So you think there's a little tit for tat there? UNC has a big season oh. in football. So Boo's yeah, like. Now, of course, we were pointing out this wine and cheese, but. Bubba and Boo are legitimate friends. Oh, of course. Like, of course. Notre Dame, whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So this is not a, right. Yeah. No, so it is a, it is a big, it is a big week for soccer because yeah, Chelsea and Wrexham are doing this international tour. You know, now, not, not to be completely ignorant on soccer. I know who Chelsea is. Okay. But I do not, I don't get, I, I'm just being t- totally transparent and honest sure. with you. I don't get the whole Wrexham thing. Like I get it. Oh, Deadpool owns them or whatever. Like, oh, okay, Cool. So like my watching Ryan Reynolds own the team from the sideline. Like what is the appeal of that? I guess there's a chance that you might see Ryan Reynolds in Chapel Hill. Is he going to die in front of us and then come back to life? Like, I don't, <laughs> is he getting, I'm not pe- trying to be a Ryan Reynolds hater. Is he getting pegged? This just, is he getting pegged? Like he wasn't Deadpool. This just feels to me like, okay. Uh, cool. uh, well, I think, I think, I, there's, I, I think Chelsea playing in Chapel Hill is cool. 
And they could be playing Carolina, and I think that would be cool. But what Chelsea team are we going to see, too? No, you're not going to see their, their, right. their A-list team, and that's fine. They, that's, they what have, these, that's, what these that's what these international soccer tours are, are kind of about. They bring, their, yeah. Yeah, they, they bring their B and their C teams. They make money. It gives you a chance, <laughs> and that's what this is about, and that's why I'm, I'm curious to talk to Bubba Cunningham about it, because this is revenue for UNC. Yeah. This is all going to sell out, right? It's going to sell out. If yeah. It's not already sold out. It's going to be a spectacle, which is the reason why, if I was going to go, that's why I would go. I don't give a damn about either team. I would go just to see a spectacle And again, there pleading ignorance. Keenan. Is this going to be on TV? Yeah, ES, ESPN's going to broadcast. Okay, now, if they turn this into an infomercial <laughs> for Carolina football, or, I would love it because then would an NC State fan then be like, I can't believe this franchise doesn't care about the rest of the triangle. They get, they get is the single dumbest complaint from the outdoor game. Why is it Ryan Reynolds wearing NC State stuff? <laughs> This is upsetting to the me. announcers. What? I don't, I don't think a single NC State fan is going to care. Bubba about doesn't that. already have some sort of Jordan theme <laughs> kit for Ryan Reynolds, a Deadpool Probably. Jordan theme kit. I'm deeply disappointed. I think what's I think what Wednesday is ultimately about is yet another opportunity for the state of North Carolina to show just how soccer mad it might be or this area might be. I'm looking at this from Keenan specifically using this as yet another revenue source. It's the same thing. You know, we can make fun of David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina her Carolina Panthers for saying, Oh, I, I brought live music. To Charlotte. music. I, yeah. I, I invented the concert and Luke Combs has played two nights in, uh, in bank of America stadium. Shout out to Darren Gant for getting the strategically placed Armonte Edwards photo Jersey in that shot. Shout out to Darren Gant for trying to get Luke Combs to actually like App State. Yeah, true, true. Don't don't confuse Luke Combs with no, Eric Church. No, sir. Don't confuse no, the two. sir. They're don't both, confuse the two. They're now. both posers. Yeah, they're both, both of them. They're both UNC fans. I, I do wonder if Luke Combs is going to show up to uh, the Wrexham Chelsea game. So anyway, to, back to what this is ultimately about. It's about revenue opportunities. Yeah. And a smart move by Carolina. It's, a, it's an incredibly smart move. You know, Luke DeCock wrote a column over the weekend about, you know, this is an opportunity for the area to show how soccer crazy it is. You know, how much more of these events can take place. He brought up the, uh, the Chivas game that played at Carter Finley stadium, but like 11, 12 years ago, remember what Swansea came through and played at uh, wake med soccer park um, against, what is it? I forgot the other team that, that played there that some people are into regardless. So, I don't view it as a soccer thing. I view this as schools continue to look for ways to generate revenue. And you've got three large football stadiums that can hold concerts. And the laws have changed with alcohol sales where you don't need special exemptions and you need to go and find the vendor and everything else right. to try to sell beer there as well. Chapel, Chapel Hill School's not in session. So that helps Chapel Hill with yes. their parking, which is re a real thing. And their parking situation is a real thing. Unlike, unlike what's happening this weekend where they're literally laying turf, actual grass turf on, on top. top of the artificial turf. And that's something to low key keep an eye on. Yep. Keenan is best position. While I hate artificial turf and I thought Carolina's move to artificial turf was just a complete overreaction to rain and practice facilities and everything else. Well, we, I think Mac Brown said something along the lines of, well, we practice on artificial turf, so we might as well play on artificial turf. And if they're going to have the high school championships there, well, we might as well have turf too. If you're going to stick with the artificial turf, it makes it easier for you to bring concerts at Keenan than it is Carter-Finley Stadium. 
because there was a was it Colin uh, uh, Madwell, I believe is his last name. He's a he's a Canes guy. And he just kind of openly asked this question on social media. It's like, well, unless I'm missing something, why have there been more concerts at Carter Finley Stadium? And the first reason and the biggest reason was beer sales for the longest time. But the second reason, I think the last big show at Carter Finley Stadium was the Rolling Stones zip code tour. Pretty sure that was the last big show at Carter Finley Stadium. Okay. What that t- was after you two? That was after you two. Okay. Because we had Beyonce, you two. And then the Rolling Stones. Stones. Show. Okay. But the Stones were at Carter Finley? The, the Stones were oh, at you're Carter right. Finley. You're right. They were. Because they replaced the turf. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. That's part of the equation when somebody comes to Carter Finley Stadium. You have to pay for the turf to be resodded. Yeah. Which you don't have to do that at Keenan if it's artificial turf. You just put all the stuff down and then you fluff it up and you're good to go. Whereas at State, they're very serious about the grass at NC State. All right? So... That's I mean, part. they were at Carolina, too. It's they were. Like- they were. But so my point is that this is probably an opportunity to see how Keenan can handle big non-football events. And maybe we get more concerts that come through Keenan rather than big concerts coming through. Out- stadium yes. coming through through Bank of America Stadium. I saw time. Bruce Springsteen at Keenan Stadium. It was amazing. That was what, 03? Mm-hmm. I think it was. Yeah, it was, amazing. was, a, it was, a, great, it was a great show. Unbelievable that, show. That was a that was a long time. We, with Carolina, it's all infrastructure and parking. That's all. That's all this is about get into bigger events for them they can't do stuff during when classes are in session no you it, can't it's just do that that's why they forever were uh, didn't want thursday night games you know that they, they well because they, the they have a they have an active working hospital it's a hospital <laughs> yeah i mean this isn't like also yeah it's not like it's an empty parking lot it's a it's a hospital yeah on campus yeah so the, you know i i get it you know and and in confidence if bubble's gonna join us on thursday and he could he could say it himself but mm-hmm. he's told me before like the one thing that state has that i would love to have is the carter finley setup it, with the parking, the parking. and all, all the things that they have for that he's like another, it's amazing here's another key part about the nc state carter finley thing when nc state's running the parking it's fine yeah when nc problem. state's not running the parking <laughs> it's a problem it ends up being a problem and look at messi inner miami going full florida man he went to Publix. Did he get a pups up? Based on what I was able to see there, no. He was there with the wife and the kids. Okay. I'm pretty sure that this was a setup. Again, internet fakery. I would imagine everything he does is a setup. Yes. It's all a setup. I do not believe that Messi just randomly showed up at a Fort Lauderdale Publix. Is Publix one of the main sponsors for the soccer team? Oh, how about that? <laughs> you don't say. Huh. Hey, man, you're going to need groceries forever you live you're right here right no you're absolutely right if somebody wants to sponsor this podcast from a grocery store we'll happily shop there all the time too we're moving on big into sponsors shout out to hometown realty check them out online at myhtr.com again that's myhtr.com this market is crazy absolutely crazy so you need somebody who understands the market it's going to put you best position to buy a house or maximize what you can in selling a house. Because I've been hearing about all sorts of cost of living. A, fr- a mutual friend of ours texted me the other day saying, uh, can you explain to me when Wake County apartment prices got to this level? I'm like, buddy, that's just where we're at right now. But Hometown Realty can help you out. Yeah, residential, commercial, rental, you name it. Barry Woodard and his crew. They've got you covered. Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Selma, Atlantic Beach. He's got more than 250 agents. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. 
check them out. MyHTR.com. They also have some amazing billboards on 70 when you, when you drive that way. Yes. Old school, man. Love it. Yeah. Give them a call. 919-550-7355 or check them out at MyHTR.com. Also shout out to Whitaker and Hammer attorneys and counselors at law. Check them out online at wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer. They got locations throughout North Carolina. They got all the G's covered. And I don't know, if you got a grant of rights deal you need hammered out, they can put it on three pages and make sure you're uh, you're locked tight just like the ACC. Yeah, Josh Whitaker, Joe Hammer, they have more than 20 years experience. They can help you close on the house, start a business, sell a business. Anything that's family law related, check them out. It's wh.lawyer. Speaking of the grant of rights, uh, the Big 12 had their media days this past week. I think the SEC media days are this week. Mm -hmm. And then we got the ACC football media days the following week. Now, every one of these media days has their own main topic. Like what's the meta of, of these, uh, of these, of these media days. And for the SEC, we know it's going to be conference games, the additions of Texas and Oklahoma conference expansion. The big 12 was also about conference expansion. But there's a little bit of beef between the SEC and the Big 12. And their commissioner went ahead and spoke to some of those issues over, uh, over the week. And you'll, the, the context here is important. So you have Brett Yomark, who is the commissioner of the SEC. And actually, for reference, this was back in June. For reference. Big 12, you mean? What did I say? SEC. Uh, sorry. Big 12 commissioner. My bad. Anyway, Brian Murphy, uh, our friend, former colleague, pointed out that Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, had said, I've not been the one going to microphones saying that we're going to do this out west and we're not done. I've tried and I've still tried to act responsibly given what I think are the ripple effects from messaging from conference commissioners. Okay. So here is Brett Yomark. Responsibly. Act responsibly. Here's Brett Yomark. Yomark responding to Greg Sankey's comments saying that, hey, look, I spoke to Greg. This is from uh, from 365 Sports on YouTube. Get back to you what Greg Sankey said. He didn't mention you specifically, but talked about how there were people who were trying to be disruptive or raising their flag, and yet it's all like it is now because they stole two schools from your conference. Well, And because uh, the Big Ten... I'll address that. So I know exactly what you're talking about when it was, you know, that get together in Washington and Greg was interviewed the summit. And I spoke to Greg after that. I called him up and I wanted to address those comments. And he said they were taken out of context. (laughs) And we had a very healthy conversation because I think given how we are collegial amongst the A5 and we're obviously working on a lot of initiatives together in those moments where you're not sure you pick up the phone and you gain clarity. And Greg said that it was, you know, taken out of context. Now, does he agree with my approach? Maybe not, but you know, every, every conference is in a different situation and every conference requires different skill sets. And, you know, I'm not going to apologize for anything I did um, or said. Um, And I believe in that transparency And I believe in being very intentional and not doing something at night or the shock and awe approach. And he and I had a great conversation and we are very friendly. Um, I like Greg a lot. He's been a sounding board 
uh, for me uh, amongst the A5 commissioners. Obviously, he's got a lot of institutional knowledge. Uh, but in those moments where you're not sure, you pick up the phone. You pick up the phone. And you don't let anything fester. And that's what I did. And the only thing missing there from Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark was I looked him in the eye and we had a All conversation as men. Yeah, it was the pandemic yeah. when John Swafford first told us, yeah, we talk every day. And then, then you know, the next year we get the, we have an alliance. It's a bond. <laughs> it can't be broken. We don't need a contract. So to that end, as we just gave you two examples yeah. of conference commissioners, not that was Jim Phillips, the second one. Yeah. Yeah. Not two instances of con- conference commissioners, not following through on their word. Why would anybody take anything that Greg Sankey says at face value at this point? If you're a conference commissioner, this is the same conference that Trojan horsed the college football playoff expansion so that they could bring in Texas and Oklahoma. All right. We haven't, you brought up the pandemic when everybody should have been on the same page. What did the SEC decide to do? Now, the ACC was right in that they hitched their wagon to the SEC about we're playing football games. But again, the SEC is going to do whatever the hell the SEC feels like doing. Every conference is going to do what they believe is best for them. Yes. Because there's probably a Big East fan out there going, now, wait a second. The ACC is the one that originally rated the Big East. And Mm -hmm. they did. Mm -hmm. So every conference is going to make decisions based on what they believe is best for them. That's kind of sort of the problem with college sports mm-hmm. is there. Yes, the NCAA exists, but there's no central authority. There's no figure that looks out for, quote unquote, like we see in baseball, the best interests of the game. We don't have that in college sports. And that's a problem. It is. And Mike Krzyzewski has talked about this forever, mm-hmm. how men's bas- basketball, women's basketball and football should all have their own commissioners. They should all have people who are looking out for what is in the best interest of those individual conferences. You mentioned this, that Disney is running out of money. Ultimately, what this is all about is TV rights. Yes. And who wants to pay for them? Okay. Mm -hmm. The Big Ten has figured out a way to piecemeal this from all different sources, not named ESPN. Mm -hmm. And then ESPN basically owns all of the other conferences. Mm -hmm. So it is in zero interest because I'm thinking of this. If you would have told me right now, I'll give you a million dollars to name who the commissioner of the Big 12 is. I would have said Bob Bowlesby. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know, or maybe even Chuck Ninus, but like, mm-hmm. right? Like, <laughs> going old school. Yeah, there. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I w- don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a problem for some. Maybe you say it's a Joe problem that I don't know who no, the commissioner of the Big Twelve I is. I don't think it's a. I, I literally a didn't even know the Big Twelve still existed. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they still have Oklahoma and Texas for now, but they exist. Did they re up with ESPN? Mm, Not yet, or they have? I think they have. It's weird, like the Pac-12 TV deal. The Pac-12's TV deal has not come through. It's the like Pac-12 seven, is probably like going to end up months. on Apple or something crazy. They're going to do something will. stupid. It, it probably will. And I say stupid because when people can't find you regularly, it becomes an issue. You're 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 act, asking your audience to find you, which is a is difficult. Mm-hmm. Okay. Big Twelve to me is a conference that, but people don't realize in the in the ACC is closer to the Big Twelve than they are the other conferences. Real quick. Big 12 did sign a $2.3 billion media rights deal with ESPN, with ESPN. Fox Sports and Fox Sports and Fox. Okay. Back, back in October of 22. So what's important for ESPN is they still need inventory. Mm-hmm. They're not, while they have an SEC network and will show replays of games and will show like SEC biographies, the live games are still the inventory that these channels need. Mm-hmm. So it is in ESPN's best interest to have a healthy Big 12. Because they've invested in it, not at the same level or years as the ACC, but it is in ESPN's best interest for the ACC to be healthy. Mm-hmm. 
So this is where people get confused. ESPN also now owns the SEC. They're not going to take Clemson and North Carolina out of the ACC, a conference that they owe money to and is in their best interest to and move them to the SEC and be like, okay, here you go, because we own this one too. Let me ask Mm -mm. you this. The danger there is Fox, Big Ten, Mm -hmm. CBS, NBC coming in and saying, hey, we really want Carolina. We really want Clemson. That's the danger. That is a danger and one that'll probably pop pop back up again when we get closer to 2030 and the ACC's ESPN deal starts to run out. You and I are on the same page. 28 is when maybe you start some of those overtures. Let me ask you this. It's 23 as we speak. What do you think is more valuable to ESPN right now? Changing the teams within a conference to create these kinds of matchups or adding a ninth conference game in the SEC. What's more valuable to the SEC? They screwed up. Mm -hmm. ESPN, Mm -hmm. when I say they, Mm -hmm. they screwed up. They didn't put it in their contract. Didn't put it in the contract. Yeah. Ultimately, they'll have to pay more for it. Yes. Because the schools are going to draw a line in the sand and say, no, they already have. No, no, they they, they, they already have. let's, let's Let's not mistake what the SEC was talking about this spring during their meetings when they decided to stay at eight games. That ninth conference game is the last bargaining chip they have with ESPN to get more money out of them. And it's going to give them more money per year to add a ninth conference game and create more Texas, Alabama, Oklahoma, Georgia matchups than it would to bring in Clemson or Florida State. That's where their value is. Greg Sankey seems set with the brands that they have right now. And they know by dangling that ninth conference game, that's where they get the money, which gets back to what you said in reference to ESPN and where they are as a company right now. And this is why I think major conference realignment is dead. It is dead right now because none of these networks have the money anymore. There is a big, huge reset of the table taking place in the industry. And Disney's feeling it to the point where Bob Iger, who came back to be the CEO of Disney, recently had like a 30-minute conversation with CNBC. And in that conversation, he basically put all of their television on the block to sell if need be like they were willing to part ways with ABC, even though I think that's a little bit too much of a stretch because they have relationships with the NBA, et cetera. Right. But he openly talked about a partner, a selling a stake of ESPN. That would be unheard of 10 years ago where ESPN, I FanDuel, which was exactly, that's exactly who it is. Not I draft fan, it's not just FanDuel. It's also <laughs> fanatics. It's fanatics. Well, that guy, right. That dude's got what on earth? tons of money. You saw the birthday party, right? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. So he could buy a stake in ESPN and sell all the merch and do the gambling stuff as well because Fanatics is getting into that market as well. They're in the baseball card market. Yeah, they are. Or they're about they to. Are. They are. So somebody has to pay for it. And when you look at the industry right now, there's not a lot of Somebody entities. has to pay for it. And you have a whole generation that says, I don't love paying for things, guys. And you have another generation. <laughs> you have another generation that's talking about how they're not all that interested in sports to yeah. begin with. Yeah, it's a double whammy. So you got, you got all sorts of outside factors pressuring these entities. And they're being much more judicious on how they're going to spend their money. And just bringing in Clemson, Florida State, or whoever is not going right. to be incentive enough to rework that deal. And uh, to your point about ESPN and the ACC, it's in their best interest to keep at a bargain deal, that conference intact, yes. which as we talked about on Friday's overtime edition of the podcast, you know, the ACC will be fine in 2027 when ESPN becomes the primary partner and they're going to get a substantial financial bump that dies with the Raycom deal dying. Oh yeah. Yeah. So when the Raycom deal is three mil per school, 
So, but my understanding is that like most things ACC, it's been sandbagged and there's a lot more money coming okay. in terms of an a- average annual value coming to the ACC starting in 2027 through the end of the contract in 2035. But if you've been paying attention to what's going on at ESPN, if you've been paying attention to what's been going on at the SEC and how they've talked about conference games, it's fantasy talk. Most of co- college realignment stuff is fantasy yes. talk anyway. It's fan it's, fiction. It's fun stuff to do in the summertime. But West Virginia guy. Of course. Where's where's my guy Greg Swain these days, right? That's a callback. But for the most part, I am more and more convinced that major college realignment is dead at this point. And even when we get closer to 2035, we can't predict what the television landscape's going to look like. It might not be in Fox's best interest to blow everything up and come up with yet another bunch of money to bring in another school because it's not just about feeding another mouth. Yeah, you also don't know what's going to happen with football. You don't. You really don't. Now, one other note about the Big 12 uh, media days that I found amusing is that you had the deputy commissioner uh, pop online and, and start talking. <laughs> Wait, there's a the, deputy? This, is like, this would be like... Is uh, this like the deputy governor or the lieutenant governor? <laughs> No, Wait, no, 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 no. This would be like uh, this would be like our friend, the former Mike Kelly, Mike Kelly, the former ACC commissioner oh, okay. of football. That's okay. what, that's what this guy is. All right, he's he's like kind of like the Big 12's Michael Kelly. Okay, who's now the athletics director at South, South Florida. Florida. I continue to maintain that the choice Texas made wasn't a financial one because we all know what Texas resources are like. I think theirs was more about affiliating with a group of schools that on a given Saturday they would rather get beat by Alabama than they would Kansas state or Florida than Iowa state or, you know, that I think was really what was driving the way they looked out down the road. So that is big 12 deputy commissioner, Tim Weiser. And I don't see where he said anything incorrect. That's from John Kurtz, by the way, uh, who does uh, at Casey sports network. Kansas State guy. Find the line. I, yeah, we've talked about how Texas has all the money in the world. That this wasn't. And so does Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. This wasn't about that. Absolutely not. If, What's up? This was about Texas A and M. I think Oklahoma looked at the landscape and said, "We've been to the playoff. We're so close that the best way for us to remain an elite program is to be able to recruit." Mm. And if Texas had left them and then Texas and Texas A&M, because remember, LSU and Alabama were the biggest winners in Texas A&M joining the SEC because it gave them more recruiting access to the state of Texas. Yes, totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. Man, I'm off my game today. Let's try this again. What's up next? What's up next? Do you? Yeah. Well, the housekeeping is specific for housekeeping. Yeah, we tell Keep, people keeping your house on. and getting ads is a, is a thing. Uh, you know what? <laughs> that is a valid point. It's just, so it's the way I see it. Shout out to Oakwood Pizza Box for sponsoring. Hey Joe, check them out online at oakwoodpizzabox.com. Or better yet, just drop on by, say hello to Anthony. Wednesday and, through Sunday. Wednesday through Sunday. Or you can buy a t-shirt like uh, our guy Evan found at the Blink-182 show in Charlotte. Oh, hey oh. Joe, seeing a lot of good OG sponsorships at the Blink Show in Charlotte, and there's a gentleman wearing an Oakwood pizza box. Also, these guys are clearly from Raleigh because the dude that's standing next to him has an MLB Raleigh hat on, the little R right there. So, yeah, glad that guy's rocking an Oakwood pizza box. Yeah, sure. I like that. I got a sweater, although it doesn't fit me anymore. I put on too much stress weight. Oh, whatever. Whatever. (sighs) 
from our friend Josh Graham. You're going to the theater oh next weekend. Your <laughs> options are Barbie and Oppenheimer. Which movie are you going to see? You see both, Josh. You see, you go to you go to Barbenheimer. That's the move. That's what everybody is doing. There are some folks that are sticking around the theater itself and going to see both movies. Some people are going to an IMAX show of Oppenheimer and then going to another theater to see Barbie. I guess the real question you should be asking yourself isn't which one are you going to see? No, you're going to see both of them. What you asked yourself is the question that our friend Aaron Beard wonders. You're going to see these double features. Which is the proper order <laughs> to view both films on the same day? That you got to go home happy. I that think. is the question. So you got to end with Barbie. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> to me, this is this is a no brainer. So I went to go see Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Part One this weekend with the kids. Good movie, by the way. Cyborg Tom Cruise, dude. Tom Cruise. He mm-hmm, a little weird. Whatever but the guy knows how to make movies yeah. that are meant to be seen in the theater. I think that was kind of... Oh, Top Gun. Dude, yeah. Top Gun last summer? And then this? Like, you got to see these movies in the theater. And I think maybe because I've watched some movies as of late that were way CGI heavy, it really does make you go, oh, yeah, practical effects. It really does make a difference. Make a difference. Rather than this fake scene that's taking place. Not to say that they don't use CGI. But I'm with you. The proper way to see the Oppenheimer Barbie double feature is to see Oppenheimer first, find yourself completely depressed about a man who thought he was doing good only to regret his creation and what it had wrought to this world. And then just cleansing your palate with Barbie, which I think also is a little existential though, because I think the premise of Barbie is that Barbie is living in the fantasy world and then exits the Barbie land into the real world and learns some valuable lessons. I believe that's the premise of this Barbie movie. I, I know nothing about the Barbie movie. Other so in the than, preview for Barbie, I'd have to pull it up. But in yeah. the preview for Barbie, the person playing Barbie goes, you know, they're all dancing. They're all having a good time. They're living in their happy toy land. And all of a sudden she goes, do y'all ever think about death? And I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> what? Barbie being existential. <laughs> Very existential for Barbie. Toy Story already did this. Okay. Yeah. Toy Story hey, you, already did this. You probably already know that I'm not going to see either one of these movies. I'll I just don't go, go to the movie theater. I'll probably go see Oppenheimer in the theater in IMAX. It just feels too intense. Because Chris Nolan makes movies for IMAX. He man. does. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it just feels too intense. I just though. hope it makes sense, unlike Tenant, which I still don't understand and never will. It looked cool, though. From Sam, speaking of, hey, Joe, will you be at the Chelsea Wrexham game next week, if only to see the spectacle? No. Will not be at the game. I slept on it. Didn't get credentials. Didn't get tickets. I'll watch it on TV, though, just to see what it looks like again. Yeah, it looks absolutely. Absolutely cool. And then to our point earlier... There better be. Oh, yeah. There better be some Jordan Jumpman swag. and Better be, man. Better be. Deadpool style. From our uh, friend Connor O'Neill, who does it benefit the most that ACC Media Days are pushed back a week? Well, I think they've... Have they not tried to stagger these out? Used to be that they were going on at the same time, the SEC and the ACC. Yeah. And again, these are now made for TV. So the SEC and ACC aren't going to be at the same time because they're owned by the same entity at this point. Got to put it on TV. So I don't think it benefits anybody. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it benefits Jim Phillips because it gets further and further away from the Northwestern stuff. Not that he's not going to get asked questions about that at the commissioner's forum. And I'm sure they've had time to prepare statements, but maybe that's what benefits. I have no idea. Uh, From Adam Rowe. uh, Hey, Joe, with the news of Apple and MLS signing a new TV deal, what tech company 
could the ACC sign with to bring in a new revenue stream? And why is it Twitch? <laughs> uh, it's, it's neither. Uh, I actually don't think the tech companies are the ones you want to partner with in terms of revenue streams. I think we've all seen the vision. We all see where the future of sports is going, Joe. And it's about the ACC partnering with the Saudi investment fund. Am I wrong? Uh, it's hard for me to think that they'd be interested in college sports, but it's such a foreign concept, literally. It is. Outside of this country. It, it is. It is. If the Saudi Investment Fund was going to invest in more U.S. sports, uh, the next move is to buy a Lakers, a Yankees, that type of thing. Much like they're buying. Yeah, I could see the NBA. EPL. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think the NFL is going to... This is America. Right. I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, a, you're, well, you're, you're underestimating their greed. You know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, uh, I, I should never second guess that. Uh, from Mr. Marshall on Twitter. Hey, Joe, I walked into a Buffalo Wild Wings last week. No judge, please. No judgment. It's all good. Who, yeah. who doesn't love wings? The plethora of screens were on old NFL games, a cornhole tournament, and motocross. Is this the worst <laughs> sports time of the year? Parentheses. Yes. I mean, I was gambling on WNBA totals and NBA Summer League. So. <laughs> but I also love golf. Yeah. It's... Like, this, see, to me, this is the time of the year. Like, I'm a, I'm a, obviously a little bit of a degenerate gambler. Mm -hmm. And golf has where people who've been on the NFL, college football, this is where they go to. They go to mm -hmm. golf. So it's given me purpose. I feel like more but, degenerate gambling takes place on NBA Summer League. It depends on what your level is. But see, golf has the best odds. Okay, that's fair. So I think people who enjoy gambling enjoy a little bit of a payout, too. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, from Eric, hey, Joe, after doing this for a couple months, what has been the most difficult thing to do and what has been relatively easy for you? What things would you like to improve? I guess we can answer these in order. What's been the most difficult thing to do? New routine. New routine. I mean, I basically had the same routine for about oh, 13 years. Yeah, that didn't bother me. Uh, most difficult. I mean, when you're not here and I have to do the technology you're part. You're getting better at it, though. Oh, it's so... No, I mean, it can be. And I, I think that's the easiest part for me. Well, I still have for my, you. Yeah. That, where I still have my moments of kind of fumbling around to pull up a tweet within StreamYard. But I actually joked about this uh, on Twitter last week. If you were to give me a bunch of broadcast audio equipment, I can sit at a blindfolded. Not a problem. Right, right. Not a problem. You start getting with video and, and lighting like shout out to the e like he was here last week setting up these new LED lights and we got more lights on the way to improve things. And I'm trying to get the right camera angle. He's messing with lights and temperature and all this other stuff. I am completely over my head. He's talking about rim. I'm like, are you salting the rim? Are you putting some tahini on it? Or is it that, Joe? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's talking about adding depth and all these other things. For ACC kickoff, I'm dealing with the fact that there's only so much bandwidth that you can use. And I don't trust, oh, yeah. I don't trust the hotel Ethernet cord. So I had, but to, we do have an Ethernet cord. No, we do, but I don't trust it to have the bandwidth to do that we do here okay. in our studio space. So I had to download Streamlabs, which is a version of a, a, a version, a version of OBS Studio, which is an open source brought uh, video editing, uh, on the fly video editing. And I was messing around with that last week for a three camera setup. I think I have it figured out. So we should be good when we talk to guests at ACC Kickoff. That's probably the, the, the most difficult thing is just trying to understand video, man. Video is 
a whole different beast. I just, I mean, I'm learning, but yeah, it's, it's its own thing from crazy talker. Will the Wolfpack be on permanent bubble watch during the Bubba Cunningham selection committee regime? No, stop. NC state is the reason why they're on permanent <laughs> bubble watch. It has nothing to do with outside factors ever. It's always NC state because as we know, Wolfpack ate for soft people. And we'll close on this from Daniel. Hey, Joe, does anyone actually like salad or do they just like salad dressing? I've never heard anyone compliment a salad without saying how good the dressing is. I'm a weirdo who likes salad. I like oil and vinegar. I do not I like love oil and vinegar, I especially do, from New Jersey. Yeah, man. I do not like putting rank. Like when I was a kid. Yeah. Dump ranch on it. Thousand Island. Hey, man, let's go. But I'm a big fan of Italian dressing. And then that moved to balsamic vinaigrette. And now if you just give me a little oil and vinegar, I'm good, man. Let the salad, the veggies, the croutons do all the work for you. I love a salad bar. Absolutely love a salad bar. So, yes, I'm a weirdo who actually likes salad. Anyway, it's going to wrap it up for today's edition of Ovi's and Julio. Shout out to everybody who has rated us five stars, who's followed us on YouTube, uh, who's left reviews on the podcast platforms. We appreciate all that. Please continue to do so. Uh, and we in turn will do some cool stuff for y'all. We got cups on the way. We got t-shirts on the way. I've actually submitted some designs from our friends at Breaking Tea. I'm t-shirts. Very excited about some show t-shirts. They're five-star only or what you, yeah, what you got? There's going to be a five-star only in there. Okay. But not to give too much away. Yeah. If you've made it this far in the podcast, I guess you deserve a little peek. Yeah. That's what we're working on. So what are we, Joe? We're, uh, we're a defunct, no, no, we're a defunct huh. radio show. Okay. So I thought, how about we see if we can kind of tie into some defunct things here? So okay. I have tasked our friends at Breaking Tea with kind of inspired by the Skyhawks. You know that Raleigh-Durham <laughs> is perfect for Ovias-Jilio? Yeah, yeah. So instead of Skyhawks, podcast. And underneath, Ovias-Jilio. The only question is in the little middle where it's little triangles, what do we put there? Do we put like notepads? Mm-hmm. Do we put a little phone, uh, headphones, a microphone? I also thought that the Ice Caps logo was perfect for reinterpretation. Yes. Because it says Ice Caps, easy to say, Ovis Julio, and the little hockey puck that says Raleigh, podcast. And then, yes, there is the five stars only, positive vibes only. So we'll see We'll see what we got cooked up. I'm looking forward to, uh, to unveiling some T-shirt stuff here relatively soon. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up. We will see you all on Wednesday. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.